Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 20th of November. Here's everything that you need to know at the start of the new week. The big story on the weekend was the boardroom drama that led to the firing of one of the most high-profile tech chief executive officers in recent times, Sam Altman. A huge proponent of the use of artificial intelligence was fired by OpenAI. The board of the company, whose investors include Microsoft and Infosys, said that it had lost confidence in his ability to lead. But now, OpenAI's biggest investors are pressing the company to reinstate Sam Altman. That's based on a report by Bloomberg. According to that report, Microsoft Corp, the startup's biggest backer with a more than $10 billion stake, is working with investors including Thrive Capital and Tiger Global Management to bring back Altman. As part of the effort to reinstate Altman, investors are also pressing for the replacement of the current board for what some are calling an ill-thought-out coup. In other news, back home, Dabur is planning to set up a new facility in South India within the next year in order to increase manufacturing capacity there. And that's according to an Economic Times report that quoted Chief Executive Officer Mohit Malhotra. Dabur gets 20% of its domestic sales from South India with its business there doubling in the last five to six years. And it is trying to identify gaps and usages to launch products customized to those markets, according to Malhotra. Now, keep one eye on crude oil at the start of the new week. It's been especially volatile in the last few trading sessions. As things stand, Brent crude is trading just above the $80.6 to the barrel mark. The latest move higher was on account of speculation that the OPEC Plus is considering whether to extend the oil production cuts or even increase the cuts when it meets later this month. In more international news, the Washington Post over the weekend reported that Israel and Hamas were nearing a tentative deal to end hostilities and return hostages. But then Bloomberg reported on Sunday that no such deal had been reached. The Bloomberg report quoted White House National Security Council spokesperson Adrian Watson, who also said that no deal had been reached, but they continue to work hard to get one. Meanwhile, Israel's government said on Sunday that Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen hijacked a cargo ship in the Red Sea, endangering a key global shipping route. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office condemned the seizure of what it said was a vessel owned by a British company and operated by a Japanese firm, without naming either of those. Citigroup will start a round of job cuts as soon as today as part of its sweeping reorganization, according to a person briefed on the matter who spoke with Bloomberg. The cuts will mark the first major wave in Chief Executive Officer Jane Fraser's overhaul aimed at simplifying the sprawling lender and getting rid of five layers of management. The company has said that cuts would begin by the end of this month and continue through the end of the first quarter. In international markets, U.S. stocks managed to eke out gains at the end of last week, and they have now gained for the third week in a row. At the start of this week, though, the futures are pointing to a flat start. In the Asia-Pacific region, the three early rises have started flat to marginally positive. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shao for the trade setup for the day. 
in India. Morning, Neeraj. Are we looking at the start of the new week? Good morning, Alex. Um, and uh, at the outset, from my end, conversations to everybody uh, who's an Indian cricket fan, just had one bad day, and that sealed the fate for the next four years. Let's hope we come back stronger on a big day. Now to markets, well, uh, the news flow has died, uh, died down much like the cheer at the Narendra Modi Stadium yesterday or all over India, really. There's hardly any news flow in terms of uh, stock-specific moves, but in terms of what the market uh, might do, that is uh, pretty interesting. I mean, the US markets um, just kind of ambled along and ended mad, I mean, you know, ended flat, really, if you will. But the lower yields are a big trigger for the up move, despite the banking weakness. The only issue that I see is that we now have a near three-week up move continuously, and that may prove to be a profit-taking trigger. So there are opposing factors at play is the point I'm trying to make. Um, and much like the last week or last Friday, rather, we might all have banking or BFSI staying quiet, maybe, but IT continue to take the lead if the large caps have to move higher. Financials have had a bit of a rough um, outing and you don't know if that is, at least especially NBFCs, and one doesn't know if they will recover from that shock per se in the session today. Let's wait and watch. SBI Cards Management has said that they do not see a major impact on the cost of funds. Uh, there is a sharp shock that has come into a bunch of others like RBL, AB Capital, LT Finance Holdings, and some others. Bajaj Finance didn't have as sharp a cut, just about 2%. So let's wait and watch what happens there. What about stocks to watch? Like I said, not too much in terms of stocks to watch today. Rights has a small order. I mean, a couple of tenders, they are L1 in Mozambique, but I mean, one of them is a 300 wagon order. The other one is nothing to write home about. But let's see, uh, maybe the stock reacts. Remember, railway stocks are in, are in very fine fettle. Titagad had a 16, 17% up move in Friday session too. Um, so, Mid caps and small caps continue to rule. The indices are at high. Watch out for rights today. Dalia Bharat has a bit of piece of bad news as per the company statement. Uh, there's a disruption of operations at Kolapur and Nenai Devi units in Maharashtra due to farmers' agitation, and there could be material impact on operations. Um, let's see. This is this is now crushing season, and it's not a great time for operations to get impacted. So maybe this stock could see a maybe could see a bit of reaction. Not a most liquid stock. Keep in mind, Aurobindo Pharma said that the US FDA inspection at the facility in Telangana from November 13 to 17 closed with zero observations and a classification of no action initiated. So that could be positive for this one. Uh, so do keep an eye out on Aurobindo Pharma. There's some news flow around uh, an Indian Express investigative piece on the GMR group. Don't quite know if that brings about some re reactions. Do keep an eye out for that one as well. And of course, keep an eye out for Friday Moors, uh, the likes of Tita Girl, Isjack, FM, Auto Components to Railways uh, were quite the hot sector in Friday's session. Let's see if that continues. With this, it's back to you, Alex. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the All You Need to Know podcast. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. 